This is God's servant Philip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's such a joy to be together with you. Praise God. It is, it is a, it's a wonderful thing to have gathered together in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Yes, we, we are also glad for those jo- that join us online. Um, praise the Lord. He is building his kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is building his kingdom. Hallelujah. The gates of hate shall not prevail against it. Praise God. I wanted to um, uh, encourage you. I, w- I want to share... Um, um, I, I think most of you are aware, I'm not sure, but I had uh, had a chance to go for a conference uh, in Goa. This was uh, in connection with the church from Pune. So I had that opportunity to go for, for this conference. So I would like to encourage you on what is going on in the kingdom of God. Praise God. You know, I was asking a few Bible college students this week, what news fills your head? What news fills your head? And um, I want to encourage you to fill your mind and your heart with news of the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Seek first Manorama. No. Seek first uh, BBC. No. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Let your mind be filled with testimonies. I hope that uh, this week you came across many testimonies. I believe that if you seek, you will find Praise God. If you seek, you will find. If you subscribe, you will find. Yeah. I wonder who you are subscribed to. I wonder um, what your subscriptions look like uh, when it comes to what's feeding your mind. I wonder what your subscriptions look like. What is feeding your mind. I encourage you to gather news about the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Those of, those of you watching us as well, I encourage you to fill your minds with the news of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Fill your mind with testimonies. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Fill your mind with testimonies, with what's going on in the church. I encourage you to do that. It, it will affect you. It will affect you. I wish I could have each one of you stand up and share uh, some testimony that you came across this week. You know, I've been a Christian for, I don't know, 25 years now or somewhere there. And um, I want you to know that not a week has gone by without having seen or heard or experienced mighty testimonies. Of the kingdom of God. I, I lie, I do not lie to you. I, I kid you not. I tell you the truth. Because I was seeking for these things. By God's grace. I was seeking for these things. So I want to liberate you. I want to set you free. If, that, uh, if there are other things that occupy your mind. I want to remind you of what is found in the Sermon on the Mount. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom. So I want to share testimony for what uh, took place uh, as 
we traveled, me and Royce had the opportunity to go for this conference. Uh, I was invited to speak there. Um, I landed there and I found myself in the midst of, um, um, by the second day, there were around 400, close to 400 people in that conference. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And the nature of this crowd, exciting, I would love to share it with you. The nature of this crowd was that it was, um, there were only three Malayalis in the crowd. You can say praise God. You can say praise God. Hallelujah. We are talking about uh, a gathering of blood-washed saints. And in that group, there were about, including me and Royce, probably about four Malayalis. In fact, I had a very strange experience at this conference. Some, the, the one or two Malayalis that were there, they rushed to meet us. And they said, Malayalia. And man, I like that experience. Praise God. When I go to a foreign place, I, I like that experience. Where the majority of people in that church is from that region. Praise God. It's a good thing. Hallelujah. And something is going on in our country. I want you to be aware of it. There's a mighty revival going on. Hallelujah. There's a mighty revival going on. You know, the scripture that was, um, uh, that was key, like the key verse was from Isaiah 43, where it says, the Lord says, uh, Behold, I do a new thing. Will you not be aware of it? And uh, this evening, you know, I want to encourage those of you that are here and those of you that are watching, I hope you're aware. We are in the midst of the greatest revival the world has ever seen. We are in the midst of it. Praise God. Rejoice, church. He's building his church. He's building his church. And, um, and man, I, I, I want to go on about this, this uh, gathering of saints that took place at this conference. Uh, the Marathi, they are all Marathi people, Punjabi people, uh, people from different states um, in that particular region were gathered together. 400 of them. And another amazing thing that I love to see, there was uh, the entire sort of, um, what do you say when you slice a cake? You say, yeah, all the stratas of society were there. There were prostitutes that were saved. There were orphans that were rescued. Somebody give glory to God. There were orphans that were rescued and saved. Praise the Lord. There were, um, uh, avra- I mean, people that are, uh, you know, may- you can say below the poverty line, so to speak. There were those that were in the middle class. And there were the top, um, even the top levels of our society were found there as well. Praise God. All of them gathered together, having the same access. Hallelujah. There was no one section for ex-Brahmins. There was no one section for... No, no, everybody was mixed. Praise the Lord. Amen. The church of Jesus Christ. There is no glorious vision on this earth. I'm telling you. There is no... In fact, this experience was such a uh, high for me that it took me nearly one and a half days to come down from that experience. My wife and my, and my children were a little concerned what's going on because, you know, it was like um, 
praise God for mothers. And uh, each of them carrying a burden for their husbands, for their children. Uh, and uh, as the prayer is being prayed, they, they, they burst into tears. The, the burden they have for, you know, and what God does. So this pastor's mother, and I was reminded of his testimony when these mothers are coming. It's like a reminder of how this man got saved. God does things like this. That's why you need to pay close attention to your testimony. Yeah, you will find that uh, your life will be like an extension of uh, the testimony that you have. The vision of Jesus that you have, that's how your testimony um, and uh, the way God will bring people is how much you appreciate what God in your, did in your life. Hallelujah. How much you appreciate what God did in your life. Praise the Lord. That's why your testimony is very important. Church, very important is your testimony. You must share it. You must make a decision. At least once a week, God, give me an opportunity to share it. In some form or the other, I want to share uh, because my testimony is driving me. My testimony of Jesus is driving me. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I bless you with that sort of testimony. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. It's the foundation of your life. So I'm seeing these mothers come and I'm, I'm reminded of the work that God did in the pastor's life through his mother. So his mother, I can't remember how many children. I think five or six children. They had uh, that many children. Though the father was wayward spiritually, what the mother would do is every night make the children kneel down make them kneel down by the side of the bed and they would pray. And she would pray with tears. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let the burden, yes, let it be expressed in the presence of God. Let your burden, yes, be expressed in the, in the presence of God. So the, the Pastor George was telling us how uh, he never forget, forgot that... Um, that experience of the way his mother would express herself to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, the years went by, and I think he was about 15, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere when he was 15 years old. You guys like testimonies? Yes. Around the time that he was 15 years old, he's uh, somewhere in the streets of Nigeria. And uh, a bus comes by. He gets into the bus and uh, he, he see, he's seated in the bus. One of the things about buses at that particular time, I don't know if it's still the same in Nigeria, is that the chances of a street preacher preaching in a bus was, is very high. I think it may still be the case. And there was a preacher in the bus. And he's speaking the gospel of Christ. Let's not lose the art of sharing the gospel. Let God give some of you such boldness. Amen. And such simplicity. Uh, to imagine that that preacher resulted in 400 plus believers in, Kerala, I mean in, in Pune in 2022. 
He was saying that the street preacher just stood up there, shared the gospel. He just stood up there and shared the gospel. Amen. Praise God. God is calling you to a, you know who you are. Yes. God is calling you to a simplicity of sharing the gospel. Yes. There's a smile on your face. Yes. There are two gentlemen in the direction in which I'm looking. Uh, it is something for both the gentlemen, I believe. Yes. The simplicity of how you share the gospel. Just do it. I don't know. Something holding you back? Don't. Just, just share it simply. Yeah. God just put that in my heart. Just, you'll be surprised what God does. Okay. So he was sharing the gospel. This uh, street preacher was sharing the gospel in the bus. Uh, the others were ignoring him. The others in the bus were ignoring him. But there was this young man. Yes, this future pastor who was sitting and he somehow his attention was captured by this, this preacher on the bus. And in those few minutes, he gave his life to Jesus Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. And um, he goes on to share that um, he, he was supposed to get down at a particular bus stand. That's exactly where this preacher man also got down. And then he asked him, uh, Pastor George asked him, you know, where's your church? Where do you meet? And, and this uh, preacher said, this is where our church is. You know, it's just here. And uh, that very next Sunday, yeah, he, uh, the, Pastor George finds his way. He, you know, searches out the address. He goes there and he appears in the church and meets this preacher. And the preacher was was surprised. He was so amazed that this young man followed up. Praise the Lord. Follow up. Yes. God speaks to you day and night. Follow up. Yes. Take that step of faith. Follow up. Find that church. Praise God. Find that place where you can, uh, where you um, um, express obedience to God. And uh, that is how this young man got saved. And then a few, how does he land in India? Amazing story. <clears throat> so how does he land in here? I, I think maybe a year or two day, later, they decide to send him for uh, higher education. And um, they, at that time, it was very easy to go from Nigeria to the United States of America. Yeah, it was very easy because of certain exchange program or there was a certain openness um, to Nigeria that was there at that particular time. <clears throat> So they applied for education. They, uh, I think they booked everything. They did this. They were, um, and uh, they went, he went to the embassy and for no reason at all. Now, just before this, praise God, I, rem I remembered something. Just before this, he was at the church, this church, and there was a prophet in that church. Praise the Lord. And while he was uh, making plans for the U.S. away, he, uh, he went up to this pastor, I mean this prophet, and asked him to pray. And the pro prophet prayed over him and prophesied that you will go to a country that you do not know, a people that you do not know. And you know, Pastor George is amen to all that counsel. Yes, and he's seeing the green pastures of America. Yes, in his mind. And he that's it, that's it. So a, a, a day or two later, I can't remember the time, time frame, he goes to the embassy and um, they, they reject him. They reject him. 
and then um, he gets, well, he's, he's disappointed, he's confused, uh, then he goes uh, back home and uh, over dinner, or I, I don't remember exactly, uh, maybe then again the next day or so, speaks with his father and the dad says, I've already booked your next, um, your next appointment to go to the embassy. And right in the middle of that, a certain uncle appears. An uncle who's, uh, I, I, he was settled or working or business in uh, India. And uh, he, he uh, appears, comes to his house and tells his father, send him to India. I'll take care of him. Send him to India. I have, uh, I'm well established over there. We can just get his, uh, uh, what do you call it, admission and we can get, get I'm there. And uh, the father takes the yeah, plunge. And uh, he was so frustrated. I mean, from America to India. He was telling us, you know, yeah, opposite sides, <laughs> very different <laughs> options. Um, so he was very reluctant, but everything was set. Admission was, everything went smoothly. He went to the Indian embassy. Immediately they were like, welcome to India, please come. Uh, just ready for him to come and and this uncle is there standing as guarantee and all that and then he ends up in uh, in uh, India as he gets to India this uncle does a uh, yeah suddenly he has a complete change of the scenario itself changes with his uncle I think he disappears or he just um, his father had given him a substantial amount of money to uh, support to support him in India and uh, suddenly he just disappeared and he found himself without yeah without support without if I remember right even a house he had to he couldn't pay the rent so he had to get out of the place he was staying he's almost finding himself on the street a Nigerian on the streets of Pune, yeah. See how that feels. But when he was on the street, or close to being on the street, he remembered something the prophet said after that. That's one thing about, uh, yeah, when God speaks to you. Yeah, I tell people, pay attention to the details. Grab all the details. So this man grabbed the details. Suddenly he remembered the prophet also said that you will not have to rely on anybody. God will provide for you. I think that initial, um, when he heard the prophecy at first, the initial, you know, excitement of the, yeah, of USA, yeah, it didn't, the second part of the prophecy probably didn't click very well. And uh, while he's on the uh, right about to be on the streets, that uh, word comes back to him. And then miracle after miracle. Let me, uh, 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 what do you say, put it in a capsule and give it to you. Since that day, till the day he left Pune, or he had to move out of Pune for, you know, going and starting a church elsewhere, he did not have to pay rent. He did not have to pay electricity. He did not have to pay for water. He experienced miracle after miracle of provision where that word that he received from God came to pass again and again and again 
and again for, I don't know, uh, close to 20 years, maybe 17 years. Praise God. Praise the Lord. That's the power of God's promise. Amen. I want to stress that. That's the power of God's promise. See, uh, oh, he will promise you impossible things. Grab it with great excitement because if he said it, he will do it. Praise the Lord. And the church started. He, um, uh, he did his course. He finished that course. And then he was going to do a higher course at that time. The Lord led him to start the church. He started the church in a village. I mean, it was pretty much a village in the 80s. It's called Panchkani. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a hill station. Beautiful place of which I've heard so much. And um, I've never been able to visit it yet. So I promised a lot of people at that conference from Panchkani, I'm coming. They said, Pastor, come. Come, come, Pastor. Praise the Lord. So there's this, the, he started the church in Panchkani. Yeah, it's a, it was a very small place in the 80s. And um, initially, what did he have in the church? Three women. Yeah, there'll be three or four women who come to the church. Um, then there'll be this Amachi that comes. I mean, I'm saying Amachi because she's an Amachi now. You look at her and the vibrancy on her face, you think this is how she always was. Have you met people like that? They, their face is so vibrant. Praise God. There's a shine on their face. Uh, so they look perpetually young. I mean, the gray hair is there and, you know, the slight stoop, slight stoop is there. But there is this energy and uh, uh, radiance about them. There's a lady that, that accepted Jesus in the 80s. She went to, this, uh, to uh, somewhere in the late 80s or early 90s. And she was part of this church. And um, man, praise God. You think you are unqualified? Here's an African in a foreign nation. He does not know Marathi. He does not know the language. He got married to a Marathi. Praise God. Yes. Uh, and she speaks fluent Marathi. And God has used this man. God has used this man. He was broke on the streets. I think the greatest adventure is to follow Jesus. The greatest adventure is to follow Jesus. Nothing you do by yourself will ever compare to what Jesus wants to do with you. I want to repeat that. Nothing you can do yourself will compare to what Jesus wants to do with you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I, I share this to encourage you. Praise the Lord. To encourage you to know that God is going to do something amazing with your life. Praise the Lord. Let us read the passage of scripture we are on. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 5. Let us trace the origins of this church that I just spoke about. Let us trace it back to its origin. Yes. It's found in Matthew chapter 5 and from verse 1 on it says, When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain. Hallelujah. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and there was a church in Panchkani. Hallelujah. He opened his mouth and began to teach them saying, Blessed are the poor in spirits. Amen. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the gentle. 
you know some of the some of the characteristics of this pastor are found in this um, are found in these um, uh, in this beatitude he was in a place where he confessed his poverty in the spirit lord jesus i can do nothing without you praise god you know i was sharing with someone uh, you wonder whether every christian has to come to one uh, i it doesn't have to you know we don't have to wait till you know we are pushed to the wall we don't have to you know, i look at uh, second generation born again yes children it's very precious what is happening before you uh, do not wait to be pushed to a wall don't wait don't wait to get pushed to a wall start exercising faith now itself start walking by faith now itself um uh, he he is a person that he confessed his poverty in spirits he was a person who mourned he he did not have his parents here he did not have uh, support here he was see where the spirit of god when you are ready to say lord i need a miracle he has a very gentle spirit blessed are the gentle they shall inherit the earth praise the lord if you were to calculate for for example let's do some maths together if you were to calculate 400 people and that they all possess in whether whatever quantity they may be what do you think that works out to even in mathematics just to consider physical things the man has inherited the earth because he chose to be gentle and submitted to the holy spirit gentle and humble before god he inherits the earth it comes to pass literally i mean if you look at the book of acts they came and what did they do those disciples who left everything they left their nets they left their boats uh, they they the apostles of christ if you look at the book of acts what happened they all sold their properties brought it and put it at the feet of the apostles I wonder if they remembered blessed are the gentle for they shall inherit Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness Amen Blessed are the merciful Blessed are the pure in hearts Yes blessed are the peacemakers Praise the Lord Jesus Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness Amen amen blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me for your reward in heaven is great for in the same way they persecuted praise the lord there is a prophetic um, anointing upon the church you know you you are you are people that 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 um, have your Uh, you know for the lack of a better illustration you have your feet you only have two feet but uh, uh, if you can imagine with me uh, y- you are in the future you are in the present and uh, things about your past are also dealt you know there's a there's um, um things in your past are also um, there's something happening praise the lord what does the scripture say you receive comfort that you might 
Praise the Lord. You, you've received things from the Lord in, in, uh, concerning your past and in your past. And that is having an effect on people around you. You understand? Uh, even your past is being transformed into, into redemptive value. You are so prophetic. Wake up and realize that when you gave your life to Jesus, um, the prophetic has, has exploded on you. Praise the Lord. You know, walk with that authority, with the knowledge that um, uh, Jesus is declaring over his church uh, as they persecuted the prophets who were? You are prophets. Praise the Lord. You are prophets. There's a prophetic anointing working on you. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus opened his mouth and he gave instruction that is the foundation of the church. Glory. It's the foundation of the church. These instructions are the foundation of the church. If you choose to declare your poverty in spirit, your need for God, if you declare before God, like you heard this morning, you don't pretend before God. The greatest issue that uh, um, uh, the church, one of the greatest issues, frankly, the one that he warned us very severely about, is hypocrisy. Is, is pretense. Do not pretend. The Sermon on the Mount, I repeat, uh, is, is telling us, do not pretend. These are uh, expressions of, the, of, of truth. Uh, mourning before God. Crying out to God. Thank you, Jesus. If you choose, if you choose, praise the Lord. I encourage each of you to choose. Lord, Take this, Lord, and immerse it inside of me. I want to be found in the scripture. I want to be found in the scripture. Daily, he will build his church. He will build his church through you. He will make you a frame on which he will build his church. Praise the Lord. He will make you a frame on which he will bring hundreds of people. Expand your vision. Understand that this is what God is desirous to do. He makes you fishers of men. It's plural. It's plural. I believe there is not a single believer that has not affected men. A believer that has, is committed. A believer that is passionate about his faith. Men will be, will be influenced. Mankind will be affected. You know, there was a, the person who wrote the song, um, Just As I Am. Have you read that person's testimony? I'll give you a gist of the, of the person's testimony. The person had a, had a crippling handicap and uh, came to the Lord Jesus in salvation. And uh, it was a lady, I think Charlotte something. Uh, you should read. See, these are testimonies you should know. We sing it in church, don't we? I encourage you, find out the testimonies of songs that you sing. Find out what's the, it's possible for you to find out. So this is the song, Just As I Am. And uh, she struggled in the presence of God after she got saved. And, and she spoke to the Lord and, and um, uh, she told the Lord, what, 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 what use am I? What can I give? I'm handicapped. What can I give? The Holy Spirit comforted her. There was a preacher that came to her church or the pastor of her church uh, shared a message on, one, on that 
you know, somewhere in the same area where she was uh, struggling with this and said that God just needs you. God just needs your surrender. God just, just needs you as you are and your surrender. And she decided, Lord, here I am. I surrender. And um, as I don't know if it was when she went back home, I'm not sure. But uh, the words of the song of Just As I Am began to erupt in her spirit. Praise the Lord. The words of, of the song Just As I Am began to erupt in her spirit. She started to pen the words of the song. Glory. A few uh, weeks later, there was, uh, there was a pressing need in the church. There was a situation where there was a pressing need in the church. And uh, she was desperate. She said, Lord, I want to give something. Praise God. I want to give something. Like the, I, I hope that you sense when there's an activity in this church, like the school outreaches. I hope you feel it like this person feels it. And she prayed to the Lord, Lord, I want to be able to. Um, support the church the next thing you know this um, uh, song that she penned was beginning to be become famous people were starting to buy the rights people were were and money started to flow in and exactly the amount required for the church at that particular time flowed in through her through the song praise the Lord praise the Lord Years later, C.S. Lewis, those of you who have heard of C.S. Lewis, I mean, is it possible to measure the effect that man has had? Glory to God. Praise the Lord. A man who stood for the gospel in the midst of, um, you know, people that were uh, um, in, in universities. He stood for the gospel of Jesus Christ. He had an incredible conversion. And one of the foundations of his conversion was the song, Just As I Am. This is, I don't know how many hundreds, I don't know how many hundred or hundreds of years after she penned the song. A preacher man came to, to, uh, to London, a preacher man came to London, C.S. Lewis was in the latter half of his life, a preacher man came to London and uh, was discouraged and confused whether he should continue and how he should uh, um, do things in that crusade and, and whether things are really how it should be. And C.S. Lewis encouraged this man. And um, uh, this man, I, uh, this preacher man came across this song and, and uh, was a signature song in that crusade. Let me see if you can put two and two together. Billy Graham is his name. And every time he had an altar call, you know, which was the song that was sung by choirs and musicians, Christian musicians of all stages, it was the song, Just As I Am. Today in Khotem, you know, we sing the song, ever so often we sing the song, Just As I Am. There's no greater job than to serve the King of Kings. There's no greater desire than to say, here I am. Jesus, here I am. When you read the Sermon on the Mount, it is a call. Jesus calling. You know, if this is your only qualification, you feel poor. You feel weak. You feel you don't, you don't have anything to offer. Jesus is Jesus saying, come. Blessed. You have, a, you, have a, you, have a, you have a vacuum where God desires to bless Praise the Lord. He will build his church. 
he was build his church praise the lord he will build his church thank you jesus we are on uh, verse 8 it says blessed are the pure in heart for they shall they shall see god hallelujah if you were to examine the entirety of the um just give me a moment If you were to consider the entirety of the sermon on the mount you will realize that it is a um behavioral manifesto. Amen. Yeah, it it is something that should affect your behavior. Say behavior. behavior. Praise the Lord. It's good to be reminded over and over Jesus is interested in your behavior. Amen. You know Dammy you can turn around to Michael and you can say Jesus is interested in your behavior. You can turn around to the person next to you and say Jesus is interested in your behavior. Acha keto. You know we sometimes think that it's just very stoic very very uh, you know uh, etched in stone and just uh, it's just left there no. Uh, I I'm surprised that in houses where you know scriptures are on the walls but the behavior is anything but scriptural in the house sometimes i <laughs> i remember one time somebody came to my house and a total stranger so he's standing outside and i he, i can't remember what reason he came for but i can never forget what he told me he pointed to the there's a scripture above my above the door post of my house <laughs> and uh, he said in malayalam i will translate for you oh you're a godly family i had to look back and remind myself what's what's written over there it says if god is for us who can be against us in malayalam if god is for us who can be against us you know i hope you're not walking past scriptures you know maybe you've spent hundreds of thousands of rupees and brought some something to remind you of scriptures let it have that yeah let that purpose always be fresh because jesus is interested in your behavior the word of god comes into the the realm of our thoughts and intentions so that our behavior changes amen our behavior changes praise the lord um thank you jesus let people bear testimony about you that you are changing let next year somebody come to you and say you're different from last year praise the lord praise god there's something different what's going on you're not the same it's a behavioral manifesto it must change jesus talking about behavior jesus is talking about see i tell people when you when you look at the scriptures uh, we don't have an excuse not to lift our hands we don't because it is a commandment sometimes we read through the psalms and we read read through portions about um the offering of worship and how it is it was done in those days and and we read the psalms and we think that you know ah, ah it's just a statement no shout to the lord is not a statement I mean if you met me when I you know 
just got saved or just before that. I mean, I gave quietness another, another um, meaning altogether. I would not even make eye contact. Praise the Lord. I would not even make eye contact. I gave silence and that, yes, a completely, I, I was the definition of introvert. People find it hard to believe. Yeah, you probably can't think of, yeah, I walked around with a cloud over, you know, the wrong kind of cloud, not a cloud of glory, a demonic cloud. Yeah, and um, it's a behavioral change. I think it's obvious. I think it's obvious. It's a behavioral change. Praise the Lord. It's a behavioral change. I mean, you can't stay the same. Only God stays the same. <laughs> Only He can stay the same yesterday, today, and forever. Till we get raptured and see the Lord face to face, we have to change. We have to change. We have to change. And uh, the clues are uh, plenty. What should we become? What, sh what kind of a person should we become? It's clear in scripture. Be the person scripture says you should be. Somebody say amen. Be the person. Young people, I encourage you, don't get stuck in peer pressure. Don't get stuck in, you know, um, the pop culture. Don't get stuck in, oh, I have nothing to offer. I, you know, all that kind of uh, stuff. You, you get into the word of God and realize I am who the word of God says I am. Not what your mirror says you are. Which mirror do you trust more? Which mirror do you trust more? It will be the mirror that you look at more. I want to set you free from that battle with the, yes, the mirror. There's only one battle, yes, that needs to happen, and that is the mirror of God's word. The other thing will be sorted. Amen. The other, other, see, we get it all wrong. We are putting so much time into this, you know, the earthly mirror, and we think, oh, yo, that pimple, or that, you know, using extreme examples. The important thing is to get into this mirror, the word of God. This is the most important mirror you need to look at. It will sort the other mirror. Praise the Lord. Moses went up, spent time in the presence of God, looking at the face of God. He came down, every earthly mirror shattered. Praise the Lord. Earthly mirrors will shatter. Yes. Praise God. Huh? That's right. They had to put a veil over him. Man, praise the Lord. You know, recently I had uh, come across this particular serum on Amazon and um, you know <laughs> without giving too much away <laughs> uh, I, I kind of put it aside you know wish list put it in the cart whatever I did and uh, before you knew it, it it went out of stock I'm like what I mean I, I, I don't know if the statistic exists somewhere I don't know what kind of money people are spending on beauty products I don't know 
somebody is smiling away yeah, a man who's going to get married soon praise the lord <laughs> so I, I don't know what kind of uh, you know um but let me tell you let the glory of the lord come upon you praise the lord let the glory of the lord come upon you praise god there's a shine that will come upon you that no earthly product will ever be able to give there'll be a a uh, attractiveness about you that no earthly earthly no earthly product will bring upon you he will draw all men unto you praise the lord jesus hallelujah so it's a behavioral manifesto it's um uh, it's interesting the teaching of the sermon on the mount where yeah i'm quoting from oswald chambers he said the teaching of the sermon on the mount is not do your duty but do what is not your duty hey so let me explain obviously the the author yes you're wondering how what does that mean the author is expecting you to figure out that what that means is do more than your duty it's frustrating to read the sermon on the mount isn't it if a person asks you for one give them give them huh what happened if one, if the person asks for one give them yeah what happened I mean these scriptures I, I was speaking to the Bible college students this week and I'm saying I don't know what is it about the sermon on the mount we seem to be sort of playing hide and seek with it it doesn't seem to be something that we we are uh, sort of uh, soaking in and and uh, making it affect our walk it, it doesn't it, it seem to be you know I don't know you know one man of god said it like this he said my religion my religion is the 10 commandments and the sermon on the mount process that church process it he said my religion is the 10 commandments you know and i was asking the bible called what is your religion and uh, many of them had that look on their face ooh that's an interesting question and uh, some of them answered the question with your typical answers and i have prodded a little bit more to their uh, to the answers to the question i gave with further questions and uh, you're like uh, okay who is a christian a christian is one who embodies the teachings of christ let me repeat a christian is not one who comes to a concrete church building let me rephrase that a christian is not one who comes to a concrete building no amens no you know every now and then you need to snap it snap you know because it's possible for us to get into this uh, tradition you know we are very um, prone to getting into human traditions you know if somebody were to ask you uh, why, are you a christian the first thing that probably pops out in your head is this room yeah i go to Re revelation revelation church i'm a christian that's not what makes you a christian it's not that your sunday school teacher taught you something it is that the scripture that was taught to you has become flesh in your life you are living it the longest sermon recorded sermon of jesus is the sermon on the mount 
That's the longest sermon of Christ that is recorded in the Word of God. We must be living that scripture daily. We must be living those teachings daily. There are a few key words that are found in the Sermon on the Mount. The Lord uses illustrations like this. Salt. Light. A city set on a hill. You are to be like that in your house. Everybody say house. I wonder where's, where it is that it is most difficult. Hmm? It shouldn't be like that. It should be natural that in your house you, um, you practice being... As Jesus taught you, as the Holy Spirit's leading you, the first place that starts is in your house. Everybody say house. house. Amen. It's with your wife. Say wife. It's with your husband. Say husband. Praise the Lord. It's with your parents. Say parents. I can't hear you. Say parents. Yes. That's where it starts. That's where it, that is the foundation. Oswald Chambers, um, on his, in his teaching about the Sermon on the Mount, he said something very interesting, and I want to uh, underline that. No man is born with character. Hmm? No man is born with character. We make our character. Dammy, you make your character. How old are you? 11 years old. These are very precious years. The decisions you make now about your character, yes, will, will affect the rest of your life. I tell people the decisions you make on your character will either, yeah, set you on a 40 years in wilderness, in the wilderness, or straight to the promised land. Your decision on your character. This is why Jesus starts with this. If the people decide and choose godly character, mm, Holy Spirit, come and change me. Holy Spirit, make me in that blessed condition. Let me be in that place. In my character. Everybody say character. We make our own character. When we are born again, what happens? The Holy Spirit comes and indwells within us. Amen. Somebody say amen. When we are born again, what happens? The Holy Spirit comes and indwells within us. Basically, it is, it is God's grace brings about a, a megaphone in your system. It's called the Holy Spirit. A megaphone lands. You remember the megaphone at the camp? If it was around here, probably... No, no. Huh? If it was around here, I'd probably give you an example of what that megaphone does. Yes. Anyone remember that megaphone? And the carrier of the megaphone is here as well. And um, uh, it's like that. The spirit coming and indwelling within you is the megaphone from heaven. Hallelujah. Which is why when we read the Sermon on the Mount, when a Christian reads the Sermon on the Mount, it is unlike, it should be unlike any unbeliever reading it. I mean, there should be shouts of repentance in the church when you read the Sermon on the Mount. 
if things were the way they are supposed to be and if if we are in a place where we are soft and um, uh, movable by the holy spirit there will be cries in the church when we read the teachings of christ praise the lord there will be people reacting immediately there will be people coming after the pastor's sermon on the teachings of christ there will be immediate reactions people will come for prayer and say pastor that 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 cut me to the chase it cut me to the quick it uh, it pierced my heart what does this language remind you of something it's called the book of acts it's called uh, the old testament it's called the new testament uh, it is built on the piercing of the heart it is built on being cut by the word of god yes the burning of the heart praise the lord this is why you receive the holy spirit a, a born again person uh, receives this megaphone and if that megaphone is not active oh i'm so tempted to have that megaphone oh man oh. this megaphone should be active in your life in the morning camp is a great example for this in fact one of our suggestions you know the pastor pastor george had asked uh, you know give us some suggestions so we want, met one of the leaders <laughs> it was interesting we met one of the lead <laughs> we <laughs> oh man that was funny i just remember the rest of the conversation anyway so we met one of the leaders there and and we told him uh, one of the suggestions we'd like to give you is uh, you know use a megaphone uh, i won't tell you what the rest of the conversation if you want to find out you can ask me later so um, uh, a megaphone is is a fantastic uh, experience at camp it's wonderful and the spirit of god is supposed to be like that megaphone blaring loud irritating yes irritating in the in the sense of uh, conviction and and uh, uh, prodding everybody say prodding i don't know if you remember what prodding feels like huh i give you the license to tell, show the person next to you what prodding feels like do you prodding is where you take that finger wait one second one second hold on is <laughs> where you take your finger and and, and uh, you uh, frankly if you know what prodding can do uh, it can be a little addictive it can be a little addictive and uh, we forget the power of prodding actually mm-hmm. prodding comes you can use the finger you can use the elbow yeah there are many many ways to do it now in our you know uh, we don't do it as much though i think we should yes there there we go um you know uh, um and and you'll realize i didn't know there's so much power in my hands and uh, in the ability to prod your prodding gets your attention oh i'm so tempted to tell you to do it your person next to you if you feel like doing it you can do it yeah just to illustrate what's you know the, mm, make them feel that and that's how we should be sensitive to the holy spirit that's how we should be sensitive to the holy spirit so when you're born again let me be quick here when you're born again the holy spirit's given like a megaphone so when i'm teaching you the sermon on the mount we're reading those scriptures man you better be feeling it 
You better be feeling it. You better be feeling the prodding of the Holy Spirit. The, it's like um, um, the, the, the minister of God uh, takes the word uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking by the unction of the Spirit, and the word goes forth, and the Spirit within you gathers that word, and So when you're born again, that disposition is given to you. That disposition is given to you. And if it is, it's not going on, we're going to pray today. We're going to pray. If, the, if that has become quiet in your life, if the Holy Spirit is not irritating, then we're going to pray the Spirit of God becomes irritating for you. That He has that kind of sway over you that you feel the prodding of the Holy Spirit. For that will lead us into victory. That prodding of the Holy Spirit will lead us into victory. So God gave us that disposition when we were born again. When you accepted Jesus Christ. It is what we considered at the camp. Return to your first love. What is returning to your first love? That um, fresh and, and uh, malleable ground for the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Fresh and malleable. We are hearing about sowing and reaping and, and the seed, the power of God's word and the seed of faith. Uh, it's a place where mm, that can happen. The Spirit of God can capture you. Does the Spirit of God capture you? You know the right answer. You know, sometimes I tell my wife, you know, I wonder why people don't react in certain ways when I say certain things. She's saying maybe they're being frank. At the, at the Bible college, I, I, I was, um, yeah, I, I told them that, you know, I spoke about the Sermon on the Mount, and I said, memorize chapters 5 to 7. And I said, um, how many of you will commit to it? I told them about you guys. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you guys had no choice. Anyway, so um, <laughs> there I, I said, you have a choice, because, and uh, about a certain number of them uh, lifted their hands, and I, I told Sharon, I told Sharon, you know, only, only so many people lifted their hands. She said, praise God. I said, why? The rest of them being truthful. No? I said, it's good. <laughs> praise God. So, <laughs> a disposition is given to you. Yes, when you, uh, when you accepted Christ, a disposition has been given to you. Uh, you know what disposition means? Like, a, it's an incline. Remember that uh, example, like you put something on an incline? You know, <laughs> so there is a, God's grace gives you an advantage. The Spirit of God can get through to you, praise the Lord, can get through to you in a very loud uh, way. So that disposition is given to you, and that disposition is given for what purpose? That you do not stay the same. The Spirit of God wants to emphasize that. I asked the Lord, Lord, what do you want to be taught today? He wants to teach that you are to change. Don't take pride in staying the same. Except in things where you are, yes, settled in the word of God. I'm not talking about that. You understand. Uh, there has to be a change. If you are a um, sort of depressive person, it has to change. It has to change. If you are a person that uh, uh, unable to shine your light, that has to change. See, because the, the commission is for all of us. Go and 
You know, we take solace in such phrases like um, preach the gospel and if you must use words. Uh, <laughs> okay, so that, that should be understood. It's just like some of the things that I do. Do your duty, but do, do, it doesn't say do your duty, but what is not your duty. That suddenly, oh, end up in a duty on the end no, that is, so similarly when, when, a, when a phrase like this says, preach the gospel, use words when you must. Um, yeah, that's talking about behavioral change. Praise the Lord. But when, huh? Yeah, correct. Going beyond and, and your lifestyle itself reflects the gospel. That's what that person is saying. He is not telling you not to preach. Because the master of your life said preach. You go study the Greek. Go check it out if you want to make sure. Is this what it says? Because you know, I want. Mm, I am like this. I don't want to change. Okay, if you have such a thing, go find out. Check what it says. Go into all the world. The exposition of that will make us a little uncomfortable because we can't put any limitation on God. Wherever he sends you, who, whichever... You know, I'm trying to figure that Malayalam word. Whichever, um, what do you, what's that Malayalam word for a person who's like this? Like a dada, or I don't know, there's a particular word. Whichever, anyway, let's pass that, because I just can't seem to get it. Uh, whoever, if it is, Because he said, go ye into all the world. There is no one in this world that you don't have the authority to speak to. The Spirit of God can give you unction at that moment. Be ready, be ready, be ready. Praise the Lord. Preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Preach the gospel. Change. Let the Lord change you. The Lord's saying he wants to fill you with, a, with an uncanny boldness. He wants to fill you. Uh, the scripture is very clear. Again, study these words. That will make the difference. Study the scripture. Find out, Lord, is this what you're saying? The righteous are bold as a lion. Just, you know, let the lion loose. Hmm? Whole neighborhood will know there's a lion in the, in the place. And so examine that scripture. The righteous, that's me, Eureka, <laughs> the righteous, oh, me, you, me, the righteous are bold as a, so uh, I come across scriptures like I do strange things sometimes, I look in the mirror and pretend uh, a roar in between, yeah. I sometimes lie on my bed and I do one of those roars. My, my children have experienced things like that. Just to illustrate scripture. Praise the Lord. Sometimes when I correct my children, it's like a roar. Because the righteous are bold as a lion. In the football field, when something is wrong, be bold as a lion. Amen. Praise the Lord. Be bold about righteousness. About righteousness. Be right. The righteous are bold. You got to change. Say, I got to change. 
Tammy said, I got to change. I've got to change. Michael said, I've got to change. I'm going to let my light shine. Amen. I'm going to let my light shine. Praise the Lord. I'm going to be a different person. I'm going to immerse myself in the teachings of Christ. I, what is a Christian? He's an embodiment of the teachings of Jesus. That's all. The problem is we try to add other stuff. That messes everything up. No, no, no. It's not your understanding. It's not some human understanding. You are who God says you are. Yes, and you will, be, you will find expression. You raise your hands because the, the word commands raise your hands. You will shout for joy because the word of God says shout for joy. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord, let, let the scripture change you. Thank you, Jesus. Let it change you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. We're going to pray. Let's bow, bow our heads. I just want to pray for you specifically. Specifically for the megaphone of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray that whatever dullness is set in must be removed in Jesus' name. Whatever dullness is said in must be removed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we are born again to have a disposition towards the Holy Spirit. We were born again so that that scripture might be fulfilled within us uh, or through us, that these are the sons of God, those who are led by the Holy Spirit. Father, here we are, Lord, as a church. Lord, we come before you. We come before you and uh, we seek a, a freshness, a, a fresh. Um, experience of the Holy Spirit. We seek a, a, um, a sharpness to the voice of God. Um, Lord, we do not want to hear any other voice but the voice of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. We do not want to hear any other voice but the voice of Christ. Lord, my wife must experience the embodiment of Christ's teaching. My children must experience the embodiment of Christ's teaching. Uh, it is no longer uh, me but Christ lives. Christ's teachings. It's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in and through me. Christ's teachings are, are uh, uh, superimposed. Christ's teachings are of, of utmost importance. My thoughts bow their knees to the teachings of Christ. Lord, as we dwell deeper and as we continue to study these scriptures, Lord, they must come alive to us. Nothing else, nothing else uh, will, will do. We're not satisfied with anything else. We want them to come alive. We want these scriptures to come alive to us that the Holy Spirit gathers it and, and immerses it deep, pierces deep into our hearts that, Lord, we are ignited. Lord, that we are ignited to, to be like Jesus. There is no room that your word does not invade. There's no space in our lives that you do not invade. Uh, either you are all or you are not. Lord, if I claim to be a Christian, I must embody the teachings of Christ. I must be filled with the teachings of Christ and nothing else matters to me. Lord, as we were bearing testimony, as we heard testimony of how you build your church... 
when a man of when when a man of god when when a when a human being decided to become embodiment of the beatitudes to mourn to to confess his poverty in spirit to uh, to to confess that he needed you to uh, one who chose to be humble uh, in the hands of god you will build your church you will build your church amen lord make me a frame on which you you build your church that's why the scripture says living stones don't be dead stones Jesus does not require dead stones. He needs living stones. Living because the word of God is living and active in their life. That's how it works. Praise the Lord. If you feel why have I not been effective? Uh, what do I need to do next? Christ is giving you very clear instruction. Let the word of God become living and active. Let the word of God become living and active. that's the living stones it's not uh, jesus spoke about people outside of the, uh, the community of his disciples he spoke of people let the dead bury the dead outside the commune of his of where the word of god was outside the commune of where the word of god was Uh, there is a definition from heaven jesus is echoing the definition from heaven when the father looks down what the world looks like there are those that are dead and those that are alive stop walking in human understanding stop consoling yourself with human understanding stop inspiring yourself with human understanding that inspiration is dead say lord speak to me jesus these are moments you can desire for the spirit of god to speak to you he is here more than the voice of any man let us hear the voice of the holy spirit peace convicting you that there is a lot of confusion in your life because the voices of men are confusing you tell tell the holy spirit speak to me in jesus name lord i ask that lord we we agree no space for the evil one in this place there's no space there's no space in my heart no no there's no authority in this area in this place Thank you Jesus. And Lord, a fresh clear clear waters that can be moved by the hand of the Holy Spirit. Clear waters on which the spirit of God can hover, can can ha- have that influence of change where darkness flees and the and the light comes. Thank you Jesus. The spirit hover over us, hover over us. we say yes holy spirit yes yes holy spirit you have the words of eternal life holy spirit you have the words of eternal life i want to treat my my parents the way the word of god says i should treat my parents i want to treat my neighbor the word of god the way the word of god instructs me to treat my neighbors 
Praise the Lord. I want to, I want to um, uh, uh, treat my, my fellow students or fellow workers, Lord, as the word of God says. I want to change. I want to change where I need to change. I want to drive like how the Holy Spirit says. I want to speak like the, the way the Holy Spirit wants me to speak. I want to change. I want to change. Jesus, I want to change. For I desire for you to build your church. Build your church, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Build your church. I desire to see uh, people around me confessing the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, convicted by the change they see within me, the joy that they see within me, a joy that knows no limit, a, a peace that is not of this world, a power that is not of this world. I make, I make space. I make space. I, I open the highway for the Holy Spirit. Lord, if I have narrowed the roads for the Spirit of God in my heart, forgive me. Widen the roads that the Holy Spirit can move freely. Lord, that angels can descend and, and uh, ascend and descend. Praise the Lord. <laughs> that angels can ascend and descend. The Holy Spirit can have uh, total freedom. The Lord is showing me a vision of, of um, uh, a narrow road for the Holy Spirit and broad highways for other things. The Lord is showing a, a vision of narrow road, a narrow road for, for the, the Spirit of God and, and the highways for, uh, for other things, worldly things. If that vision is speaking to you, the Spirit is... The Spirit is giving that revelation for a reason. That's for your healing. That is for your deliverance. It's for your healing and for your deliverance. Uh, let those roots to, the, to, to that which is worldly, to that which is opposed to the Spirit of God be shut. Let it be shut. And let the, the root for the Holy Spirit become a broad, expansive highway in our hearts. Yes, Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not constrict the Holy Spirit. As, uh, as, as uh, impossible as it sounds, there is, we, we, by our choices, we have the ability to restrict the Holy Spirit, the creator of the universe. We, we, are, able, we are, by our choices, able to restrict him. It's a terrible thing. So choose right. Choose right, says, says the Lord. Choose right. Open up to the Spirit of God. Amen. Open up to the Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the prophetic being active in this place. Thank you, Jesus. We give in. We give in. As you wish. As you wish. Yes, Jesus. As you wish. Here I am. Just as I am. Here I am. This is, I need thee. I need thee every hour. Precious Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for speaking and teaching us. Thank you for inspiring testimony. We remember the pastor, Pastor George, and we remember the, the church and the organization that, Lord, you have miraculously um, um, worked and established through your children as they obeyed you. Thank you, Jesus. We pray they will continue to, to grow. Thank you, Lord. They will be kept and protected, Father.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Great is thy work all over the world. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hello, this is Nisha Dilakoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.